We spend too much time listening to the terrible negative thoughts roaming around in our heads. Self-talk is positive. This is a chance to do more of it. This is Jacob's Affirmations. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to everybody out there. It's my favorite day of the week, answering some questions. I need to think of a, I need to think of a catchy title for Friday's questions with Jake. If you have ideas, let me know. I'd love to hear them. Shoot them to me on Twitter or Instagram at Mr. Jacob SB. Once again, the request is, what should my Friday question and answer episodes be called? I need to think of a prize for somebody that sends me something catchy and fun and super cool, super cool. I got some really great questions this week, so I'm pretty excited. I want to start with one from my friend Ryan. How do you create a winning culture on a team? This is kind of my jam right here, creating cultures. It's it's really what I'm known for, and so I'm, I'm happy to talk about this one. And, and Ryan, it really starts with trust. If you want to build a winning culture, it starts with trust. As simple as that sounds, trust can be really hard to gain on a team. If you lose it, though, it's even harder to get back. So there are some things you can look for as you're trying to establish how much trust you have on your team. And something I really look for is how many quiet people are on the team. If you have a meeting, you're in a group setting, people aren't talking, that's a problem. And it's not necessarily that it's because they don't trust you or they don't trust their teammates, but it might be. And really, you're going to get the biggest insights by uncovering that silence and figuring out what's going on that is preventing people from wanting to talk in public spaces in front of their peers. Because ideally, you have a place where everybody on their team comes to work and they feel confident. They're uplifted by the people around them because they know they can count on them. They know they can count on their peers to lift them up if they get down. They can count on you as their leader to lift them up when they get down. And they're going to do the same thing for the people around them, right? And that that really does start with trust. But also it comes down to listening too, right? If we want our people to trust us, we need to make sure that we make it a priority to listen to the things they have to say and not listen in the sense of letting them vent so that we can have our turn and tell them why they are wrong, but really listen to understand everybody's perspective. No matter their rank on the team, everybody's opinion needs to count. Nobody's as smart as everybody. And eventually you'll get to a place where your team puts the success of the team above their own individual success. And a great way to establish this type of chemistry is looking at vision statements, mission statements. What's the long-term goal for the team? It's easy sometimes to get caught up in the day-to-day operations and things that seem like they need immediate attention. But if you really want your team bought in, you want them driven, you want them going for more than what's expected, There needs to be some sort of a unified message that collectively the group is reaching towards. What's the long-term goal for your team? So that's, that's a great place to start, Ryan. Establishing trust, making sure it's there, listening to people, and then working with your team to create a mission statement, creating a vision statement, working together to really establish what is the thing that we are going after as a group? What's the thing that's going to be more important than our own individual priorities? Next question from my friend Leslie. How do you get meaningful exposure when career pathing? Good question. It can be tough for a lot of people who maybe feel like they're being overlooked for positions or qualified for, 
that they're working just as hard or harder than everybody, but they feel like they just go unnoticed. And this really comes down to establishing relationships so that the people that are making hiring decisions understand your value before it comes time for that interview, right? Before it's time to get in that room, people already understand what you bring to the table. And there's a lot of ways you can do this, especially in social media. If you're looking at companies where you're not presently working, what can you do right now on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it might be to establish relationships and really showing them what you're about, letting them understand your thought process? If you're a creative, I mean, what does a creative process look like for you? If you're a strategic thinker, show some examples of that process. How have you used your hustle and your grind and your commitment and your responsibility to make sure you get things done and help people around you get better? There's a lot of ways to demonstrate that. But really, when I think of meaningful exposure, it's about the relationship and using that relationship to demonstrate the value you will offer when you are hired for that position. Here's another question from my dad and Liz, who had a very similar question on Facebook. But anytime my dad has a question, I have to answer. That's just part of the rules of question and answer Friday. Help me out with the catchier name, please. I need something better than question and answer Friday. But the question is, what are the little things important to achieve something big that are often overlooked? And this is going to be different depending on what that big thing is, right? And I'm not really speaking from a perspective of somebody who's accomplished something great here. I'm really speaking from the perspective of somebody that wants to accomplish something great and talking about the things that I have learned so far in this journey. And at first, it starts with self-awareness and understanding what you have to offer, what your skill set is, where you can truly be successful and great. But then from there, building on it and understanding how are you spending your time? How is every hour being spent of every day? How is every minute being spent of every day? And I still find myself wasting time that I wish I was being more productive with when I reflect on my day. But I'm getting better at it. I have a good cadence at night where after I put the kids to bed, I take a run gum, which is an awesome caffeinated gum, Oregon-based company. Check them out. Work out. Get the podcast recorded. Edit it. Get it uploaded. Work on homework. I'm pursuing a master's degree and organizational management right now but still throughout my days I, I find my time I find myself with that downtime where I know I can be more productive I know I can be helping more people reach their goals I know I can be better at marketing myself and branding myself and and just really getting to the hustle you know every single day every single minute because it's so important all the time you waste is just getting added to the end of your journey and so if you want to get there quicker understanding it's going to be a long process if you have big goals. But the harder you work, the quicker you move each day, the faster you're going to get there. And if you think of little things, that's really what it's about. It's about breaking it down into small time segments. This minute, what am I doing right now to get better? This hour, what did I do with the last 60 minutes to get better? That's really the name of the game. That's what I'm learning is how precious our time is when we want to reach our goals. If we're spending time focusing moving forward, we're not going to take the steps back. So thank you guys. Phenomenal questions. I love these Friday question and answer sessions. Follow me, Twitter, Instagram, at Mr. Jacob SB. I always appreciate seeing reviews and having you guys subscribe. So thank you for that. I'll see you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend.